0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here. Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run. At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field out of here ball gets away he's gonna break for the plate ball game is over the angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning
0: this is the angels recap podcast a review of the past week in angels baseball here's your host trent rush I know in the open there, it says reviewing the past week. I think we have to go through the past, what, four or five months. What's going on, everybody? Trent Rush here, your host of the Angels Recap Podcast. Excited to be back with you for another season. Excited to get this 2022 campaign going for Angels baseball. What we're going to do today is I want to spend some time, I want to go through this Angels roster. I think we're going to go top to bottom, really go through position by position, and take a look at what the 2022 Angels are going to look like We're going to go through what the offseason has been like for the Angels so far. It may not even be done as there were a couple of reported signings even earlier this week. Still trying to get answers to that, but look. Angels baseball is back, and that is a joyous occasion. I know it was a struggle. The 90-day, 99-day lockout took it out of almost everybody, but here we are, excited to talk about this upcoming season for the Halos. And uh, this is one of those seasons where the Angels are coming in with a known ace in their rotation, a reigning MVP that's not named Mike Trout in their lineup and on the mound. Plus, you get a healthy Mike Trout, a healthy... Anthony Rendon and there is an opportunity here plus you have an elite bullpen one of the best bullpens in all of baseball so an improved rotation an elite bullpen and a couple of potential MVPs and finally some health I think that I mean you could we could talk about all of this and all the players and go through position by position and we could do all of this stuff at the end of the day it boils down to one word for the Angels health because the talent is obvious The talent is clear. Anthony Rendon with Mike Trout, Shohei Ohtani, the guys that played, what, four games together last year? I mean, it was was something crazy like that, single-digit games that those three played in the same lineup last season. And then you add what I think is a very high-level pitcher in Noah Syndergaard, which I also think is on a team-friendly deal. I know it's a one-year contract, but it's a prove-it deal for Noah Syndergaard because if Noah Syndergaard is, you know, the kind of Cy Young contender that he has shown that he can be in the past, we're talking about a pitcher that's like a thirty-five million dollar arm that the Angels would have for twenty-one million dollars. I mean, there, there's relative value there. I know it's a one-year deal, and you can understand why Syndergaard wouldn't want a long contract because he's probably thinking, well, next year he's going to go get thirty-plus million dollars a year. But right now, the Angels have him on a one-year, $21 million deal. I I think that's a bargain. You bring in Michael Lorenzen. How exciting is that? And it's a bit of an experiment with Michael Lorenzen, who wants to be a starter. And he's going to have the opportunity to start with the Angels. In fact, he's starting the first game of uh, spring training in Cactus League play against the Oakland A's in Mesa here on a Friday afternoon. So you're looking at an Angels rotation that with Patrick Sandoval back after I thought he had a breakout last season. I think you have Jose Suarez who's got quite a bit of potential that is still ascending. You know maybe Jaime Barria ends up in the mix, the back end of the bullpen plus Shohei Otani, and you got to figure out what his innings are going to look like. Shohei has said he feels stronger. He what he wants to do is he wants to throw more innings. Joe Madden has talked about trying to get Shohei more innings over the course of the year, and then you take this pitching staff. That it, look, I think that if you talk to anybody around Angels baseball, I think everybody would tell you you'd like to see one more starter in the rotation. I'd tell you that. I think Perry would tell you that. Joe Madden, I think you talk to anybody. Everybody would say you want one more starter in the rotation. Okay. Well, maybe maybe that does happen before the start of the season. But maybe you evaluate what you have and you do that closer to the trade deadline. And in the meantime, you put together an elite bullpen, not just a very good bullpen, a great bullpen, anchored by bringing back Rice Iglesias, Aaron Luke, best ERA of any relief pitcher last year with the Mets. Ryan Sapera, reportedly, is coming to the Angels. And that's a player that had 22 holds last year, blew just three saves. I mean, it was very good, sub-three ERA. Archie Bradley, another guy that's reportedly come to the Angels, the club has not confirmed. Archie Bradley is a pitcher that has shown some real, really good stuff over the course of his career, and it wasn't all that long ago. He was like a phenom in Arizona. It was very good for the Phillies last year. I think, what, a 3.70 R.A. for the Phillies last year? Maybe Ty Butchery ends up making the club. He comes off the restricted list. I know that he had that one year hiatus from baseball, but Butchery at the time um, it's at one point in his career was closing games for the Angels. Maybe Butchery ends up being a guy instead of a high leverage guy. Maybe you see him as a sixth inning guy. Maybe he comes in, in a stopper in particular situations. And there is depth to this bullpen. Man, oh man. Joe Madden is gonna have all kinds of options late in games. That's gonna be that's gonna be the conversation on Angels recap is which reliever was used and, and what and was it the right reliever to use in that time? That's going to be the conversation this year. Because last year the conversation was, well, what are you supposed to do? You're just trying to get to Rysel Iglesias. And when you got to Rysel Iglesias, maybe sometimes that was in the eighth inning to go ask him to go get you six outs like he did against Seattle in one of the greatest saves I've ever seen last season. And now you're talking about maybe having the ability to you know look at different guys, look at different matchups. Who's feeling what? Maybe this guy needs a day, and it's not going to crush you. I felt like last season, whenever a reliever was used two days in a row, um, you didn't want to use him that third day in a row, and that was just a killer because the Angels' bullpen, while there were some pretty good pieces in there, I thought there just simply wasn't enough. I mean, the Angels gave up the most inherited runners of any bullpen in baseball last year. I mean, there were a couple different stats that I was looking at uh, for the Halos a season ago that they got to be better uh, when it comes to this season and what they can be. I think that there is an opportunity for this bullpen to get the Angels out of a lot of situations. And maybe if you have a rotation that you like, but you still think maybe you need a piece or two, a bullpen is going to help ease that stress. A great bullpen is going to ease the stress of a rotation that you feel like you're still building. And you kind of have to wait and see. Maybe Berea emerges. Maybe Suarez takes that step to what you think that he can be. Maybe Patrick Sandoval is a repeat performance of last year. Maybe he dials it up even more this season. Maybe maybe Michael Lorenzen really does work out. and He's just been waiting to be a starter where he can finally flourish. Man, I hope that's the case. And then you have Noah Syndergaard and Shohei Ohtani. And you feel really good going in any series when it's those two. How many times... Like when you like like on the ticker, you know how like on the on the on the score bug, like you're watching MLB Network or ESPN, they'll say like the game that's upcoming and then the starting pitching matchup. How many times like would you see a name on there for the Angels that wasn't Shohei Ohtani, and like you got really excited that, that they're going to be out there on the mound? I mean, that hasn't really happened until now. Having Noah Syndergaard to me is the best starting pitcher. I, I'm I'm kind of excluding Shohei Ohtani in this because he's his own thing. Aside from Shohei. Noah Syndergaard is the best Angel starting pitcher since Jared Weaver, like prime Jared Weaver. We're talking like a decade since we've had a pitcher as good as Noah Syndergaard starting games for the Angels. Boy, what a big pickup that was. Perry Manassian going right at it. Everyone has said, what do the Angels have to do? Pitching, pitching, pitching. I think they got pitching, pitching, and probably still want more pitching. Why not? You know, you have a, a very good ace to lead your rotation. You have Shohei Ohtani, who is ace caliber, especially the way he pitched last season. He wasn't a thrower anymore. He was a pitcher. Shohei was very good at the end of last year. And then you look at Lorenzen and Sandoval and Suarez. There, there are some, And then there, there's opportunities here. Those guys can all be pretty good. Maybe you do want to bring in one more guy. But in the meantime, you have this killer bullpen behind you that's one of the best in all of baseball. Fan graphs has them, what, fourth in the American League? Yeah, fourth in the American League, according to fan graphs. It's pretty good. I think they're even better than that. Because everybody that, like, on the rankings and the projections was based on how they would perform in high, higher leverage situations. So everybody moves down a notch or two on the totem pole. And I think that that is a good sign for the Angels because now you're set with a bullpen that is full of depth. So as far as the pitching goes, I'm I, you know i kind of just laying it out there. I guess we're going position by position. We'll start with the pitchers, and that was it. Uh, that's a look at what to expect from the Angels pitching this year. I know that that was the need from the front office, and, and everybody talked about this coming into the offseason. Everybody wanted more pitching. The Angels got more pitching. Noah Syndergaard at the front, Michael Lorenzen, middle piece to your rotation Aaron Loop, maybe a potential setup guy, but maybe maybe not. When you bring in Archie Bradley and Ryan Sapera, maybe those guys end up being setup guys. How many? And, and I would include Mike Myers in that group. I think the Angels have four guys that you could use and feel confident in in a high leverage situation before you get to Rysell Iglesias to close out games. Man, oh man, that is a huge luxury the Angels have. You know, I found out the Angels were going to get Archie Bradley according to the reports again. When I got that news, I'm like, wow, okay, that pretty much solidifies a really good bullpen. And then I got got word shortly thereafter that Ryan Zappara was joining the party, according to reports. Um, when I heard that, now all of a sudden, like you went from having a solidified bullpen to uh, having like an extra guy luxury, an extra high-end guy luxury. Boy, it's good to have a good bullpen. Feel good late in games. And now, I mean, you're, now you're not worried about, like, you know, if, if Suarez has a high pitch count early and he maybe goes four innings of gives up one run baseball, but you don't want to bring him back out for the fifth, you can still win the game. Trust me, I am somebody that wants to see my starting pitcher go seven innings. At least six. I want that. I'm, I'm a believer in that. That's not really baseball today. Baseball today is two times through. Let's get to the pen. A bullpen means more now than it ever has in the history of baseball. And the Angels have a great bullpen. Not a very good bullpen, a great bullpen. Anchored by who I think is a top three closer in baseball in Rysel Iglesias. And how much better is Rysel going to be if he's not forced into all these four, five, six out saves? Hey man, we're going to get to the ninth inning. The ninth inning, we're going to have the lead, ball's yours. Iggy, go get it done. That gets to be the conversation now. Not, well, it's a tied game and we're still trying to get in it and there's two guys on and nobody out. And Hey, Rysel, can you come in and try to bail us out of this jam here and help give us a chance? That's a a very different feeling for a closer. And now we're going to see Rysel Iglesias in closing situations, pitching one inning, and try to capitalize on the four-year contract. I mean, he's on a four-year deal. You don't want to bring this guy out by making him go six outs Every time he comes into a game. I mean, it was a huge ask what the Angels were expecting of Rysel Iglesias last season. And he delivered in a big way. Rysel was great last year. But it was a big ask. He came through. He's capable. But how much better can he be if he's not asked to do all that? Because there are other guys in this bullpen that are going to be able to help get the job done. And we know that injuries happen. I mean, that's just a part of it, too. So, like, when I say that extra guy, you know, I was happy with Bradley, and then you go get Tapera, and now I'm really excited. Well, okay, the reason for that is you know over the course of a season a guy or two is going to go down, so you're going to need that extra guy. That's really important. That's that's the one area I know we keep talking about the starting pitching, wanting to maybe add another piece to the rotation. I mean, I keep bringing that up as well because the same thing is true for starters. It's not just about your five or, in the Angels' case, six. You really need about ten guys over the course of a year that you can feel comfortable with starting games. But maybe there are some guys that maybe you're comfortable with them for four innings and then it's got to the bullpen. Well, the bullpen's good enough that you can ask them to do that now. Not regularly, but they're good enough to where from time to time you can ask the bullpen to go above and beyond because there's enough depth and talent there. We have not been able to say that about an Angels bullpen in a really long time. I'm looking at like maybe 2009. Like it's been a long time since we've been able to say that about an Angels bullpen. This is the Angels Recap Podcast. so we pause for a moment for a word from our sponsors.
1: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
0: All right, I want to move on uh, to position players now. I want to start with the catching position. We're going to go, we'll go numeric, we'll go in order, right? Well, we'll go uh, the way you keep a score in your book here. Let's go with uh, starting with the catchers. Max Stassi back uh, for the Angels. I mean, this is a, a pretty premier player. I think he's a top five catcher. Uh, In MLB, definitely top ten, but I'll I'll push, I'll argue. He's like five six. um, I think where Max Stassi is, and you look at his projected WAR for this upcoming year, the stats would reflect that as well. The Angels have also brought back Kurt Suzuki um, on a one-year deal. They've brought in Austin Romine as well. A couple of veterans right there that I think are going to help a a pitching staff be able to develop and improve. And um, you know what you can expect from those guys, like at the plate. I, I don't think you're expecting a ton. Max Stassi, I thought had a pretty good year last year, but you're not expecting that position to really provide a lot for you offensively. The Angels have those guys. The Angels have guys that are going to drive in runs for you. Guys that are going to get on base for you. You need these catchers to help this pitching staff. That's the ask. Suzuki, great clubhouse guy. You want to have him around. He's going to make the younger players better. And I think Max Stassi is very good. I, I, I do think that there, there's a pretty good gap between Stassi and Suzuki, so you're going to see a lot more Max Stassi, most likely. Um, it's not going to be like an even split, it, not even close. It's going to be a lot more Stassi, and that's okay. Stassi is, is a good enough and young enough catcher that he can do that. Um, and I'm excited for what he's going to bring uh, again for the Angels. Max Stassi, a very good player. That's a position. Max Stassi is the kind of player, like, you plug him in, you just don't have to worry. And, and, and the big thing for Stass is keeping him healthy. I mean, injuries were a story for him last year. It's a story, it, the, the story for this whole team is just health. Stay healthy, and they're going to be good. I'm telling you. All right, let's go to first base now. Another position where Joe Madden gets to fill out his lineup card and he just doesn't have to worry, and that's Jared Walsh. I mean, you're talking about an all star at first base for the Angels. Jared Walsh, um, the Angels as a position, project seventh in baseball uh, at the first base position. Um, I, I think that I'll, I'll take Jared Walsh for just about anybody. Um, I thought he had a, a very good year last year, obviously, but. I mean, you kind of go through what he was able to do for the Angels a year ago 277, 29 homers, 98 driven in. I mean, that's outstanding. I mean, that's, I don't even know if you need him to replicate that. Just get somewhere close to that. And you look at some of the projections, a lot of the projections have him maybe being a 35 homer guy, driving 84. Maybe the average goes down a little bit, but you swap that for a little bit more pop. I think that'd be cool. I mean, that's just another really important depth piece. To a lineup. And maybe we'll go through some potential lineup designs for what the lineup could look like for the Angels this year. But Jared Walsh being a key part of that, absolutely. Uh, No-brainer to me. Okay, let's go to second base now, where the Angels, I think, are set in a pretty good way. The numbers don't reflect this. There is not a player in baseball that is more disrespected by stats than David Fletcher. We watch Fletch. We know what Fletch brings. We all see the value and the impact of David Fletcher. You know, I, I sometimes the numbers do lie. I think with David Fletcher, the numbers lie. I, I think that when you can count on David Fletcher to anchor that second-base position, I think that's going to be really important for the Angels. I like Fletch as my nine-hole hitter. I don't know that I love Fletch as my leadoff guy, but I like Fletch as my nine-hole Adam Tendi role. Second base, hit ninth, second leadoff man. I, mean, I really like that role for David Fletcher. I think Joe Madden likes him in that spot, too. As again, again, another position the Angels don't have to worry about. All right, let's talk third base. The Angels did bring in Matt Duffy, and Duffy can play some second base, play some shortstop. He's primarily a third baseman, but let's talk third base for a minute because, to me, Anthony Rendon is still a top-five third baseman in the game. I mean, I mean, Jose Ramirez very good. Alex Bregman, Devers of the Red Sox, great. I know Machado, Arnado, Rendon. Then you're in like Donaldson, Moncada, Chapman, and that. I, I think, I think you know, you put you can you can talk about Anthony Rendon in that group with that top tier. I think Anthony Rendon is a player. Let's not forget that in 2019 he was the star that he was. We talked a lot about it. And it was top three finalists for NL MVP, and World Series champion, and. The thing for Rendon is purely going to be about health. He was never right at any point last year. Anthony Rendon, to me, is like that X factor for the Angels. We can count on Shohei Otani. We can count on Mike Trout, as long as they're healthy. It's been hard so far to count on Anthony Rendon, but if you can, this is a premier player. Even in the COVID year, in the 60-game shortened season, he was a top-10 finisher for AL MVP. So, last season, he was never right. hit 240 last year, missed over 100 games. Rendon was never right at any point last season. But his first season with the Angels, it wasn't like he was bad. Far from it. Top 10 finisher for MVP. So, for Anthony Rendon, we have not really gotten a great sample size of what this guy can do yet. And you're talking about a star. You have a star third baseman with Trout, with Otani, I just went through Jared Walsh's numbers. There's a lot of depth to this lineup. This is a very good lineup. And Anthony Rendon is a player for me. I don't want to call this a make-it-or-break-it year for Rendon because I still think there's a lot in the tank. But I think if this guy is feeling right and feeling healthy and not playing through pain and not dealing with all that, I think that he is going to enjoy the game a bit more. And I think that that is going to translate on the field. I don't know how much Anthony Rendon was enjoying his situation last year, considering he was never healthy, dealt with several different injuries, and the groin was the biggie. And here's Anthony Rendon in Angels Spring Training talking about just how much better he feels now versus where he was a year ago.
2: Yeah, night and day. So I don't feel anybody stabbing me in the groin anymore, so <laughs> that's good. I, mean, I was not even able to rotate. I mean, if you look back at the, the highlights over the last two years, my back leg doesn't move, it doesn't rotate. You know how they always say, you can squish the bug uh, to, to tell the young kids. Uh, I never had that last year, and I didn't know why. And then finally last year when was when the pain started setting in, and I knew something was wrong. Even though every MRI that we had, every CT scan was clean,
1: I'm feeling this pain for a
0: reason. Yeah, obviously that pain was something that Anthony Rendon was dealing with last year. And if he feels right and is able to be on the field, I think that we're going to see the guy that uh, hit 50 doubles. I, I think that he we're going to see the player that's going to have the ability to hit 300. That's going to you know give you 25, 30, 35 home runs and be over 100 RBI guy. I think Anthony Rendon can be that. I mean, even if Rendon isn't what he was in 2019, let's take 2019 out of the equation. Let's take the Anthony Rendon that we saw in 2020 with the Angels. Let's take the Anthony Rendon we saw in 17, 18. That's a really good baseball player that's going to help the Angels a ton. Even if you take out Rendon's best season, you know, factor out what he's done the rest of his career, take that guy. You know, I think that there is a chance. Uh, for Rendon to really be able to be the difference maker in this Angels lineup. You know Trout's going to give you MVP quality. You know Shohei Ohtani is going to give you MVP quality. And Anthony Rendon has MVP quality in him. Have him be healthy. Have him be in the right frame of mind. Have him wanting to be excited about competing for a championship with this Angels club, and all of a sudden, you're talking about an elite group of hitters a trio of hitters that i will put up and you can tell your dodger fan friends this i will put up that trio with any trio in baseball you heard me trout otani healthy rendone give me that group over any three players in major league baseball that's how much i believe in this group all right, let's talk uh, shortstop now. I know this is the one that everybody's got a lot of questions. Everyone's wanted to see the Angels improve at the shortstop position. They bring in Andrew Velasquez. I think that is an interesting um, acquisition, came over from New York, the Bronx native. Remember, he had that. He had a string of games for the Yankees last year where he was staring the cover off the ball. I think he had a big walk-off for him and was really celebrated and really was embraced uh, by the Yankee fans out there. Tyler Wade, another guy that comes over from the Yankees, great, great speed guy. Maybe you have him uh, give you the ability to to steal some bases. as a pinch runner in late-game situations. He, this guy's a winner. He helps find ways to win. You know, then you're looking at is Luis Rangifo going to be in the mix over there at shortstop? How far has he progressed? You know, we've seen Rangifo make strides in the past and have incredible seasons at the AAA level. How are we going to see that translate to the major league level? It's a tough adjustment. What shortstop going to look like for the Angels? Maybe Duffy ends up getting in the mix in there, and that's why the Angels brought him on as, you know, as being a potential piece at shortstop. I think that's going to be a competition we watch throughout spring training. Now, there's still two big free agent shortstops that are out there. I um, mean, Carlos Correa and Trevor Story. Those guys would be immediate impact guys. I would think that the Angels probably have enough offense as long as everybody else is right. Don't get me wrong. You never want to say no to being able to get a Trevor Story or a Carlos Correa. Um, But, I mean, if you have the ability uh, to drive in runs with who you have in your lineup and you want to leave a little bit of room for maybe we're at the trade deadline and the Angels are first or second in the AL West and want to make a push for a World Series and feel like they have the team to do it and all they need is one more piece, maybe that's when they go acquire a starting pitcher and they leave themselves a little bit of room to go do that. Take on a mega contract to go make a push. I think that's something that we got to keep in mind with this Angels group. You know, the the shortstop shortstop position for the Angels is going to be really defensive heavy. I mean, that's got to be the mentality. That's got to be the approach of that position for the Angels. Because, yeah, you want to see them contribute at the plate, but the Angels are going to score runs. The Angels are going to have plenty of offense. Play great defense. I mean, and, and Velasquez can do that. I mean, we've seen Rangifo do that at, at times. That, that's going to be an important defensive position for the Angels. Obviously, it's an important defensive position, especially if we got a lot of ground ball pitchers on this staff. So keep that in mind. Um, and you know, you never know what's going to end up happening out there. I would, I would, I do want to point this out with Trevor Story. Trevor Story, I mean, he's a stud. I mean, there, there's no denying Trevor Story is a stud. But keep in mind his home road splits. 300 at home 240 on the road over the course of his career not saying that you know Coors is entirely responsible for all of that um a lot more home runs almost two-thirds of his home runs have come at home that's just something to keep in mind when you're evaluating Trevor story but I, I, hey I'll take that guy's road numbers that guy's road numbers I, I'll still I'll roll with that because Trevor story is an outstanding outstanding player Um, But when you're looking at guys and you're seeing the dollar values and how it all works out that way, that's just something to be mindful of moving forward. Um, And, 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 you know, uh, the, the Carlos Correa market is an interesting one. You haven't really heard any rumors about the Angels being linked there. The only thing I'll say to that is we haven't really seen the Angels be linked to anybody, and then signings happen just out of the blue. So, uh, Barry Manassian likes to uh, keep it close to the chest, and, and you don't really hear about it, and uh, there you go. And that's just, you know, we, we find out about it when we find out about it. That seems to be how things have gone uh, with this organization, which is fine. I kind of like operating like that. I kind of like operating in the dark. I like that. Um, it gives you a little bit of an edge. gives you a little bit... Um, yeah, there's a little competitive advantage to to that, which I am all in on. Okay, now let's talk outfield. Uh, let's, I guess, starting with who's going to be where and is Mike Trout going to be in center field? We got an answer to that earlier this week, and I'll, I'll let Trouty explain it.
2: You know, I talked to Joe, talked to Perry. Um, initial thoughts, obviously, I, I haven't really thought about it till it popped up. Um, you know, I, I obviously love center field. I could see that down the road. Um, you know, I. Got nine more years left on the contract, so I can see down the road possibly moving to a corner. Uh, A lot of good things. Um, You know, they tell me, obviously, corner outfield is less on your body and stuff, so it's trying to keep me out there for 162 games. Um, You know, I just – I'm coming in. Um, I want to be placed on the field, obviously. And, uh, you know, we had a great conversation about it and uh, go from there.
0: This is the Angels Recap Podcast. We pause for a moment for a word from our sponsors. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track, all wheel drive, and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And here's Mike Trout as well Talk about why it's so important to him to be in center field. Uh, it's, I just feel na-
2: like comfortable out there, natural. Um, you know, I told him, I said, uh, basically said, tell me what I need to work on and, I, and I'll get better at it. If it's, you know, that, that's, not the, that's not the main reason. The main reason is to keep my body healthy. Be out there, go out there, play 162 games. And, you know, obviously the calf injury last year um, was difficult and just trying to
0: do whatever I can
2: to, you know, stay out there all year.
0: Mike Trout played in 36 games last year. He played in 36 games. We never really got a fair shake at what Mike Trout was going to be like in the 2021 season because he was never healthy, except for early in the year when he was dominant. I mean, Trout was as, as good as he had ever been in the first part of that season. And I thought the best news that has come out of Angels spring training so far is this question about how Mike Trout is feeling
2: these days. feel great. feel great. It's the best I've felt in a while. Um, no issues with the calf. Don't feel it at all. Um, great offseason and uh, great offseason workouts and uh, no setbacks,
0: nothing. It's great to hear that about Mike Trout. I mean, it's really important for the Angels that Trouty – Be that guy, and I thought it was interesting too. Hearing Mike also talk about, like, just because he's accomplished what he has in the past, is he's still working to get better every year. That's been the one thing that's amazed me. I feel like every year I go into camp, and the conversation with Trout is, okay, like, what are you doing to get better? Which is always like a little bit laughable to me because we're talking about the best player in baseball about finding ways to, for the best player in baseball to, to get better. Um, yeah, I guess so. And he is a real believer in really proving himself year in and year out. No, I think everything in the past, I mean, you
2: you, you look at it it's a new year. I mean, nothing nothing really, you know, obviously all the stats and everything was great in, in the past, but uh, you got something to prove this year. I, I come in every year to do that. Uh, I try to be the best player on the field at all times. Um, that's my mentality. And uh, – Hopefully, you know the biggest thing obviously is staying healthy, and I'm gonna do everything
0: I can to uh, to prove that. There you go. It's the story with this entire Angels club, staying healthy. I mean, that's the key. That's the key to the whole thing here. Um, Another thing I wanted to touch on is you know we we, there was Perry Manasi kind of joked back on on a conference call back in November about how Mike Trout. Uh, is almost like an assistant GM, as involved as he is, as he and Perry talk a lot about trying to put together uh, this team. And Mike weighed in on what he thought of some of the Angels' offseason signings so far. I know we opened up this show talking a lot about Angels starting pitching. And here's Trouty just really on on what he thinks this offseason has been like uh, for this club so far, and, and if he's pleased to this point.
2: Yeah, um, it's been, been, been a long time since we signed somebody because the lockout, but uh, now it's going crazy. But, uh, no, I'm obviously full, fully confident in Perry. Um, he's obviously not done. Uh, great additions before the lockout. Um, you know, getting Iggy and then uh, Thor and, and the Lorenzen that just looped too. You know, a lot of guys we're bringing in. Um, you know, Perry's, Perry's got a, uh, a mind he wants to win. And I, I, mean, I talk to him every day about it and every chance he gets to bring somebody else in to help this team better, he's, he's going to do it.
0: There you go. And the Angels have done that by bringing in pitching and pitching and pitching and pitching. I mean, you're talking about Noah Syndergaard and Aaron. Lipp- we went through it already. Uh, all the, the, the Putting together an elite bullpen. Really good. Okay. Case closed, Mike Trout in center field for now. And and really, I think at least for this season, Trouty acknowledged there's going to be a time in his career where he moves off of center field. We can all understand why that would make sense for both him and the club. Uh, But for right now, Mike's in center field. The three-time MVP. If he's comfortable there, that's where he wants to be. And he believes that he's going to be able to stay healthy playing that position. Then if he thinks that's what's best, then you give Mike Trout that right. Very few players in the game have earned that right. Mike Trout is one of the very few that have. Um, As far as the corners go, I guess that means Brandon Marsh probably going to be some more in left field. I I know that Justin Upton, um, you know, we may end up seeing Justin Upton on opening day in left field. He's going to have to be a, a lot better than he has been in years past. Uh, to, to be able to keep that because I think Brandon Marsh is ascending. I think Joe Adele is ascending. These are guys that I thought had flashes last season and really showed demonstrative growth. You know, like Joe Adele's OPS last year, it's 7.03. I mean, a, a far cry from what he was in 2020. I mean, Joe Adele was poor in 2020. I, I, Joe would be the first one to tell you that. Getting adjusted to the major leagues is a tough thing to do. But he raised his batting average almost 90 points. Going from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty two, last year at two forty six OPS seven hundred three, as I mentioned, drove in twenty six runs in one hundred forty plate appearances. Okay, you want to see him driving more than that, sure. Uh, but I, I think that you know Joe Adele is a player that is on the rise, and at twenty two years old, he is he's not going to turn twenty three till the second day of the season. So uh, he'll be twenty three years old for most of the year. Let's let's give Joe a little bit of time. I think he can feel very similarly to Brandon Marsh. Um, about what he's able to provide for the Angels, and Brandon Marsh, I thought last season was was good. Two fifty four last year, OPS a little lower than Adele's at six seventy three. Um, but get get Marsh on base, let him steal some bags, let him go play great defense. You know, maybe maybe it's one of those things where okay, Trouty, you're going to be in center field, but we don't want you having to go to your right so much. Because Brandon could cover a little bit more space out there. And maybe you can shift them over uh, a little closer to left field or right field a little bit. Maybe, you know, you can help Adele in right field and kind of shadow that side because Brandon Marsh can cover more space than left. Like maybe that's the conversation about what can happen for the Angels. I, I think that that is just something away, something to, to be mindful of with this Angels group for what they're gonna be able to do. In the outfield this year, but it starts with Mike Trout in center field. I mean, that's that's. Let's just not ever lose sight of that. And, and Tyler Wade can play a little bit in the outfield as well. I think Justin Upton is still. It's going to be important that Justin Upton still be able to provide if he, you know, whether I don't know how many at bats it's going to be. Like Fangraphs, fan, I'm not trusting this though because Fangraphs says Trouty playing left field, which is just not going to happen that much. But you know, you have you have Justin Upton in the mix, and he still has the ability to produce. Certainly. Um, but with you know Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele on the rise I mean this is a situation for the Angels Where you're counting on those guys to really contribute In a significant way And I think that you can have faith in that group um, Being able to provide for you As far as uh, this offense goes But it's anchored around Mike Trout got Two really good young players in the corners And then you're going to have Justin Upton Who is a streaky hitter So you catch Jay up on his hot streaks and you ride that as long as you can, and when he goes cold, well, maybe that ends up being that he has to sit quite a bit, like he did a lot of the second half of last season. That's just the reality. Um, And I think that Justin Upton has proven so much in this game that you know he's got the ability. You just are trying to kind of catch lightning in a bottle here because really throughout the entire course of his career, it's been hot and cold. So take advantage of the hot because the hot is really good with Justin Upton. And when he goes into slumps, it's going to be up to other guys to carry the load there. And that's just what this Angels um, outfield is going to look like. I want to shift gears now to the DH spot, which is pretty much set as, in my opinion, is the best in baseball. There is not a team that is a better situation as far as the DH is concerned because Shohei Otani is the MVP, the star that he is, coming off the, the MVP, unanimous MVP season. What blows me away about Shohei Ohtani is as good as he was last season, you think that Shohei is content with that? You know, this is this is what he was asked if he was looking to repeat last year. Take a listen to what Shohei had to say through his interpreter, Ipe. Yeah, I feel like I
2: can't be doing the same thing as last year to um, leave the same stats as last year. I need to get better and keep on improving, so that's the plan.
0: Uh, do you hear that? This guy, this guy is just wired different. No, I don't want to repeat last year. I want to be better than last year. You love the mentality of Shohei Ohtani. Shohei is just is special in so many, so many different ways. And when he was also asked about what he hopes this season can be like, this is also what he had to say.
2: I think the biggest thing is all of us need to stay healthy. And as long as we can stay healthy, I feel like we have a really good shot for both seasons. So that's a number one thing.
0: That's the that's the whole story with this team. I've said this time and again, and that's just the reality. It's about being healthy. Um, as for if he feels like there's anything that he can specifically improve upon, he says he wants to get better. Okay, well, what, what does Shohei want to get better at? Here he is now.
2: Obviously, skills wise, there's no room for improvement, but physically, I already feel like a lot stronger than last year, so I think we're on the good start. So.
0: As strong as he was last year, putting together what was the most impressive season in the history of baseball, a unanimous MVP campaign where he not only dominated at the plate but on the mound, Shohei Ohtani is coming into 2022 stronger than he was a year ago and wants to keep getting better. What more can be said about Shohei Ohtani? Every year, I say it's impossible for him to do what he says he wants to do, and Ohtani just does it. Any kind of logic would tell you there's no way that Shohei can replicate what he did last season because it never been done before. But you know what? Shohei says he wants to be better. Shohei is going to be better. I have full confidence in that. This guy is just different. He's just special. You can't equate him to anybody. Boy, healthy Trout, healthy Otani, healthy Rendon. A starting staff that's led by an ace in Noah Syndergaard, a bullpen that's maybe the best, at least one of the best in baseball. There's a lot to like about this group coming in. Picada likes the Angels. The projected you know numbers for the Angels. They they have Picada has the Angels at 88 wins. I think that was before the signings of of Bradley and uh, Tapera. Um, and with the Astros at 91 wins so the, it's got the Angels within striking distance of a division championship I think it's going to be very interesting how the AOS shakes out this year I think that Oakland has got a real fire sale going on they're going to be one of the bottom feeders in baseball Texas I know it spent a lot of money on their middle infield but their pitching is still in a really you know not great place so they have a long way to go a, a big climb uh, for them so Texas I think still has a long way to go I know Seattle had a great year last year and and you know was it a fluke I don't know we'll have to see and and you know you know, I think this season will help determine some of that. I think the Angels are better than they were a year ago, um, especially And that, that if you took the roster. like The Angels were hurt all of last season. But even if they were healthy, they've made improvements to that roster. So it's like you're getting a free agent in Rendon. It's like you're getting a free agent in Trout. And then you're also adding on Syndergaard and Loop and all, all these other pieces. So I think you feel good about that. Um, I think you can be excited. A year of development for Marsh and Adele. I think that's all going to be really good. I think that the Angels are a, a team that is on the rise, and they need to be. I mean, this is a very critical time in the organization's history with Trout and Otani together. You got to take advantage of this, and the Angels have a, have a team that can do that. And I think Oakland's going to be a little bit down now if they get Correa back. They're going to be, you know, as tough to beat you know, as they've been the last five years, uh, but the pitching is not as good. As it's been in years past. And and so, is it way down? I wouldn't say way down, but it's a little down. And I think I think Houston can be gettable. The Angels stay healthy and put together this group and then go make a move at the deadline. I think there's real optimism here. And I think that there is reason to be excited about what the Angels can be like here in 2022. All right. That's going to be it as far as this edition of the Angels Recap Podcast. We're going to be with you now every Wednesday moving forward the rest of the season. And then I wanted to note this as well. When you go to spring training this year, when you're in Arizona and you're getting ready to go to a game at Tempe Diablo, you're driving to the game, obviously you're not going to be able to pick up the AM830 signal when you're there, but you will be able to go to AM830.net or download the AM830 app, and you'll be able to listen to a pregame show before every spring training home game, on your way to the ballpark so you can know who's pitching that day, uh, get a recap of the game before, have an idea of what to expect that day to be like, and you'll get all that on the pregame show uh, that we're going to have for you uh, before every spring training game. So you can go into spring training really informed every day. I'm excited. I'm going to be out there uh, next week. I'll be spending some time with Terry Smith on, on some of the simulcast calls on Bally Sports and uh, AM 830, uh, part of some uh, pre- and post-game coverage as well, which will be a real uh, blast. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out there. It's going to be lots of fun and um, excited to be just talking Angels baseball again because here we are finally, 99 days we had to wait. In that miserable lockout period, but it is behind us. Baseball is here, and what a perfect time for it. It's beautiful outside. We get to enjoy uh, the fruits of uh, our pain of going through that 99-day stretch, and now get to enjoy baseball in all its glory. It is here, the Angels will begin their regular season on April the 7th, opening day against the Houston Astros. Until then, keep on checking out the Angels Recap Podcast for everybody that helps put this show together. My name is Trent Rush. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast.